surprise. Welcome back for another special edition of the Michael Deacon program. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for allowing me into your hearts and into your minds. Here we are again on a night like this. It's good to be back. And yes, nice to see you too. Hello to those who catch the replay. We are living through historical times. Now, boys and girls, let's bring in my co-host, who I believe is patiently waiting, Mr. Mike Hideous. What's going on, Mike? Hello, Mr. Deacon and everyone out there in Deacon land. Oh, yes. Mike, I was just about to mention that we are rolling solo here tonight. Just me and you. No filters, no safety nets, no guest. How about that? Isn't that fun? On a seat like this. You got that right. And it's a lot more dangerous when you do that. Is it? It really is. I have nothing planned here. I, I normally don't. Um, <laughs> Listen, I, I, I got enough hot air in my in my ass that we can talk for the both both of us. Oh yes, well I'm glad <laughs> you are fired up. But I would like to ask the listeners out there if they want to uh, talk to either one of us here or both of us. That number is seven six zero three three two eighty seven twenty four seven six zero three three two eighty seven twenty four. I'll put that number up for you. And if you'd yeah, like, please call in. We have we have nothing to talk about to each other. Yeah, we got nothing here. <laughs> we got nothing here. We got nothing. <laughs> we got nothing. But yes, we were supposed to talk to Leo Zagami here, a very popular author, researcher, and contributor to Infowars. However, I think he might have slipped up with the time, and that happens every now and then. Yeah. No worries. Where was he? Was he in America? What state was he in? Yeah, he's out here in Palm Springs. Oh, okay. So, Not too far from me. Yeah, maybe, maybe just got, uh, what is he, north? He's about, you know, he's like an hour, an hour away from here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well. Regardless, we're good it without is what him, it though. Is. It's better this, this way sometimes, Mike. It's good to catch up with you. I, I, I completely agree. I think, um, I, I love doing the show, you know, with you uh, sometimes alone, and I, I feel that we can cover a lot more subjects uh, in, in a way. But that, that's just me. I, I'm just saying. I, don't get me wrong. I love doing the interviews with other people. I just think sometimes we can uh, we can get by on our own as as uh, people with opinions. But oh, I think some people enjoy good. that more. You know. Yeah. They want to yeah, hear us. So. Uh, they want to so. hear us uh, talk crap here. Yeah, let's talk some crap and some rumors and hearsay and. Spread rumors. Yeah, who's sleeping <laughs> with who during the quarantine? <laughs> it's always fun. Who, who, who's gay? Who turned into a, a man or a woman? <laughs> yeah. Who transitioned? It's it's all a part of the, the plan here, I guess, overall. Indeed. But yes, the, the number is up there if you want to hang out with me and Mike here. That would be fun. And of course, we were going to talk about the coronavirus a big surprise there. Of course, the virus has mutated so many goddamn times, Mike. That's what I heard. I saw that um, yesterday, I believe it was, on the Internet. And uh, that kind of shocked me. I'll tell you, Michael, I'm beginning to have some serious confusion. Confusion? Why? All that. Well, I mean, basically what I read, what I hear from other people. For example, yesterday I went to I had a doctor's appointment. Oddly enough, the doctor who I, I go to, my primary care doctor, who I see every three months, he also does a radio show. And I and we just got into talking about 
Um, really? You know, I told him, like, you know, I'm, I'm really happy. I'm doing a radio show with a guy named Michael Deacon. It's going really good. I'm happy. And he goes, oh, he goes, I do a radio show, too. Now, he does an actual radio show on the airwaves and nice. on Radioland. And um, I asked him, I said, so what do, you, what do you think about this virus? And he, quote, firmly believes that this is a natural virus. He doesn't believe that it was manufactured. There's some people that believe that, yeah. Yeah. So I found that very fascinating. Then, then later in the evening, then, I talked to a friend of mine uh, who is a, a, a well-known worldwide. I'm not going to mention his name, but he's well-known worldwide for, for things he's done. And I asked him what he thought about the virus. He said the same exact thing. He didn't think it was man-made either. Right. Yeah. There's so some people. Figure. Yeah. There's some people that subscribe to that, Mike, that they don't believe that this was engineered at all. Yep. So, you know, it's confusing because at the same time, you've, you've got, I'm hearing about people who are getting arrested or fined because they're going outside in groups of like, say, their family or close-knit friends. And, it, you know, side, and they're getting either arrested or um, they're getting uh, fined. And I, I, I look, I, it, it comes down to this from what people are telling me that this, this, this flu, this virus is more dangerous to elderly people and people like myself who are, who are immune compromised. Now, I believe that firmly. I believe that. However, at the same time, I think we're at the point where we, we need to see, start considering reopening the country. Right. There, there's, so many, yeah, there's so many issues and topics we can discuss concerning the pros and cons positive and negatives of this virus. And that was, and that was, and that was earlier this week when you talked to this doctor, right? Yesterday. Oh, yesterday. Okay. Yesterday I had a doctor's appointment and I, I spoke with him. So, uh, a a lot of confusion going, a lot of confusion. There there is, there is, I mean, there's lots of uh, conflicting reports right now. It's quite, quite a time to be alive to say the very least. And of course the vaccine brought to you by Bill Gates. Uh, Mike, will you be taking his magical vaccine? No, no, I won't. That's a good, that's a good and, thing and you not, won't. Not, be, not because I'm anti-vaccine person. I, every every year I get a flu shot. This is the first year uh, back in the late 2019 that I didn't get a flu shot, and I ended up getting the flu. Uh, I haven't had the flu in over well over a decade. Um, but uh, I don't like Bill Gates. Well, I'm not getting this goddamn flu. I don't think anyone likes Bill Gates, to be honest. <laughs> Good. Windows, uh, um, Windows sucks. Yep. In well, my opinion, I don't know. I, it, there's a lot of different, there's a lot of different um, theories going on, and a lot of different beliefs that are going on. Let's face it, we're sort of in the dark. We, there's a lot of stuff we don't know yet. Oh yeah. Um, but I, I, I. I I firmly believe that it, it came from China. I firmly believe that it was man-made, and I sincerely hope that retribution is uh, in order. Well, that's what we're all hoping for. And of course, I honestly wouldn't do it. Some people out there listening will have to take it if they want to keep their jobs. Unfortunately, Mike, that's what it's come down to. That's crazy. Fuck yeah. I mean, that really is crazy. What was the 
whole thing about the tattoo? What, what was that, Michael? I, I don't understand that. It's sort of like a, it's a way to track you to even, even a way to sort of even get like your medical records as well. Any information from you. And that's kind of the way technology is moving towards right now. Very strange. A digital um, tracking system to keep yeah, watch of you, Mike, at all times. Even though we are already and, and, being watched at all times. How would you get this tattoo? Like, like a, like a, a formal standard tattoo or, or well, I can, I don't, different? I don't know, to be honest. I don't know how that's going to play Doesn't out. It, yeah. I can't understand how that would be. You know, I mean, I know that they put microchips under like, for example, my cats have microchips under their skin somewhere in the event that they were lost, they could be tracked. It's probably very similar to that. No, I would have to say so. That sounds possible. So I wouldn't do it though, man. I, yeah, you know, I'm thinking about it now. I'm I just thinking, uh, no, I can't do that. No, I don't think anybody would want to. And if they did, they must really have no regard for the fact of understanding that if you get some sort of a microchip that reports right back to the government, I mean, essentially you're under the, the thumb of big brother, man. Well, I, I constantly. I yeah. I, I just, I just don't see any other way to explain it. You know, and I, some people want you it. Know, it's bad yeah. enough. Do, do you know, do you know what easy pass is? Do you know what easy pass is for when you're on the road? Yeah, of course. Okay. Mm -hmm. I just want to make sure I didn't know if there was a difference for it in, in California. No, no, we got that. I didn't even get easy pass. I didn't even get any easy pass because I didn't like the idea of them knowing where I was on the road. Well, why would you? Well, that's my point. When it first came out, people were talking about getting tickets because they were traveling too fast from toll A to toll booth B. And they, the, uh, I guess the state police were handing out tickets, uh, or not handing them out, but sending them out in the mail, knowing that you got from toll booth A to toll booth B faster than you should have gotten had you been driving at 55 or 65 miles an hour. Yeah, how lovely so is that? When I, yeah, and as soon as I heard that, I was like, "Forget that! I'm not. I'm not getting. Look, I'm not a fast speeder or anything like that. But on occasions, I might go a little faster than 55 or 65, and therefore, if I do show up from point A to point B quicker than I would normally get there, I'm sorry, but I don't. I don't think it's right that I'm being tracked. Joseph, I just didn't like the idea. Joseph in the chat room says, "Then throw out your mobile phone, Mike." And essentially, he is he's correct. Absolute, he's absolutely right. And well, you know what? Yeah, if we, I could, I would. <laughs> we have already I, surrendered I, I, our rights, Mike. As soon as you sign up for a cell phone or a landline, anything of that nature, you've already yep. compromised yourself in many ways. I I completely understand. Well, and whoever, what was his name? I, I'm sorry, I forget what his name was. Joseph. The guy you just mentioned. Joseph. You're absolutely right, Joseph. And if I could, I... I if I didn't have to do the things that I do to, to, to promote myself these days, I wouldn't be on, I wouldn't be on Facebook. I wouldn't have a cell phone. Uh, you know, I, I just, I, I look, I'm, I'm doing what I need to do in order to get by in life, but I, I'm not exactly thrilled about certain things like social media and, uh, computers and internet. Sure. And just to wrap up in regards to one, Bill Gates, all of his recent interviews have been uh, rather repulsive, Mike. He's all smiling and, and he's like laughing when he's asked about the economy uh, crumbling away. 
It's like a joke to him. Is it really? It seems like it. He's a weird individual. That's a, he's he really a weirdo is. for sure. He, he, he reminds me of like, and no offense to those who are those out there who might fall into this category, but he reminds me of some like stupid computer geek who, you know, it just doesn't quite get it. Are you saying he's uh, autistic? Yeah, no, is that what you're saying, Mike? No, <laughs> no, no. I would actually have more respect for somebody with autism than Bill Gates. I think Bill Gates is a, a rich, uh, smug, um, AH. I think all of us have a form of autism, to be honest, Mike. Perhaps. You hang around the internet long enough, I'm sure you'll catch something. Yeah. I'm telling well, you. As I've said, as I said a hundred times before, uh, spending too much time on social media, uh, it, it sort of retards your ability to be social in real life. And I, I, I can, I can prove that, you know, I go to the supermarket or, or like a gas station and I, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I consider myself a friendly person. Um, you're a friendly guy, Mike. Is that and, what you're telling me? Uh, well, maybe not as friendly as I, I mean, friendlier now than I used to be. I, I was a real asshole years ago when I was younger. Um, <laughs> but that's the point. What I'm saying is that, you know, I go to these places and let's just say I'm at the food, food store and I'm checking out or something. And, uh, you know, there, there might be a younger, um, person at the register checking me out. And then I, I, I try to be nice and say, how you doing today? You know, how things going, you know? shitty, shitty weather out there. And I, I like, I, in many cases, like they don't even look me in the eye. They can't. Are they afraid of you, Mike? I, What's I, going on? Well, I, I feel like, I feel like social media is, is inconveniencing them into understanding how to be socially uh, pleasant. If that would be the term. I see. So you're contributing that to folks spending way too much time behind these little computer screens and not knowing how to socially interact like the rest of the normal functioning world. Is that what you're telling me? It, it seems to me. Amazing. It seems to me. My, Michael, have you ever gone to, say, um, an event like a, I don't know, like a family event, like a wedding where I've been to too many, Mike. I, I've been to too many. Okay. So you know what I'm talking about. Let's just say you go to a wedding, all right? And then, you know how they usually have an area where there's like little kids sitting at a table? Oh, boy. Yes. You, you know what I'm talking about, Unfortunately, right? okay. yes. So, you go, to, you go to a wedding and you see the kiddie table with about, oh, I don't know, let's just say hypothetically 10 kids sitting at a table. Nowadays, they're all sitting at the table, barely talking to each other. <laughs> with an iPad. All look, <laughs> yeah, they're all looking down at their iPads, their cell phones that they're, either that their parents gave them or belong to them, their parents that they let them use just to right. keep them quiet. Uh, when I was a little boy and I went to a wedding or something like that, I was like pulling off my clothes and want to run outside and roll around in the dirt like a dog. I, I, I didn't, I didn't want to sit around and, and look at the computer, but that's because parents these days, they'll go food shopping. And in, as their little two year old is sitting in the, in the, in the, uh, the shopping cart, they give them the cell phone or an iPad or, or, or or a PlayStation and they're playing games uh, on the computer and thus they're not looking around, seeing the world. Like, I can't tell you how much, how many times I see this happen. Kids just walking around with their heads down. Life is passing them by as they virtually play. They virtually play games on the, on the electronic systems. They know how to virtually ride a bike. 
how to virtually play tennis, how to virtually play baseball, how to virtually golf. I mean, why not let the kid play? We are all sucked in, Mike. That's why. I mean, I have to be honest. I'm a little bit sucked in, too. And I'll admit I am, too, Michael. I mean, I try not to be. I mean, I can go. But I mean, I'm not going to cry, though. I mean, I mean, there's some kids out there. You take it away for a while and they'll start um, crying their asses off. Right, because you should never have given it to them in the first place. And if they do start crying, there's nothing wrong with a little corporal punishment by saying, hey, you know what? I'm your parent. You're not going to you're going to have one hour a day on the computer. That's it. If you're lucky and the rest, you need to get your ass out there, ride your bicycle, go play with the dog. Just shut the hell up and get out of the house. You know, that reminds me, Mike, I had a friend growing up who his mother got mad at him, I think, one afternoon and literally put soap in his mouth. Oh, I had that happen. That happened to you before. Yeah, my mother did that. I always heard that as like some I always thought that was like some sort of expression. Right. I didn't think. I didn't think uh, someone's mother would actually do that shit to him. I was blown well, away when I heard that. And I, I was pretty young and I thought, well, you're, wow, your mom did that to you. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, shit. Um, I mean, you know, soap's not poisonous and basically it just leaves a bad, nasty taste in your mouth. And, you know, aside from getting my hair pulled or getting a, getting a slap on the ass or, um, you know, when I was a kid. Or, 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 you know, did you ever get hit a, with a, a beating? Did or, you ever get hit with a clothes hanger or something? Not a clothes hanger, but I've been hit with a str- uh, like a leather strap, which, by the way, was Jesus. given to my parents by a priest. It was given to my parents by a priest, a Catholic priest, to keep your child in, <laughs> uh, <laughs> keep your child from getting out of hand. Yep. So I used to get the strap every once in wow. a while, or the wooden spoon. I also got the wooden spoon. Yeah, no, no, no um, wonder got, you, no wonder you hate Catholics so much. Cause they, they used to whip <laughs> you like Jesus Christ. That's right. <laughs> no wonder uh, it all makes sense now. And on the line here, uh, caller, what's going on? And the caller is not talking. Uh-oh. We might have lost him. He was yeah, here and now back, he's caller. gone. You know, he was here doing just fine and now he's gone, Mike. Maybe it was a cell phone, bad, bad connection or something. Maybe a cell phone died. Call back. No, I could hear him on the line. Oh, he's on the line? He's there. Oh, brother. I don't know. He might have. Oh, he hung up on us. Oh, nice. No, we could hear him, <laughs> though. I heard him just fine. He was breathing there. He was breathing. No, that's, that's strange. Maybe okay. it was a, a guy with autism. <laughs> you never know. You never know. I don't know. But you can call by back the way, whenever you want, by the way, 760-332-8724. Don't be shy. We're here. Don't worry. Go ahead, Mike. I'm sorry. By the way, um, our guest who was supposed to show up this evening was, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, he was um, uh, involved uh, in, was it writing books about the Knights Templars? Is that what it was? No, that's Saturday's guest. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I got that confused. That's all right. Who is, uh, what was Zo- Leo's, um, what was Leo's, uh, topic this evening? Oh, he's going to talk about the coronavirus. I'm pretty sure. Oh, okay. I'm assuming okay. he was. I, I don't even know. I didn't ask him or tell him what we we're going to talk about. What, what's his background? I, 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 I don't remember. He's an author, popular one. Oh, he is. He is an author. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He's a contributor to InfoWars nowadays. Oh, all right. Now I know what you're talking about. Well, he's, gotcha. he's been right. here before, so I don't know what, what, what the hell happened to him. Uh, I, I just talked to him. I was just, 
I, I was just curious. How, well, maybe he had an emergency or something. Who what knows? happens? Yeah. By the way, yeah, I can I can announce this. I had an interesting reply uh, that I got from the guitarist of the band Fields of the Nephilim, who responded to me in reference to doing an interview for this show. Um, I can't say too much, but I will say that he did respond to me. And uh, with all luck, Michael, we will be able to get either him or uh, the lead singer from the band Fields of the Nephilim That'd on be the nice. show. No. And that is, it, well, yeah, it would be. It's it's not a promise. Uh, it's just something I'm working on. Uh, but I did I did communicate with him, um, and uh, I wrote back to him, and uh, hopefully we'll be able to get the guitar player. Uh, from Fields of the Nephilim on the show. It's been a couple of years uh, since no I listened to them. Ah, they're they're uh, one uh, of my all time favorite bands. Yeah, I like are. them. It reminds me of the old days. But hold on, uh, Mike, hold that thought. Someone is calling in, and hopefully they can hear us this time. Call her. What's going down? And maybe they can hear us. <laughs> Michael, would it be because of, am, am I on that line? Am I on the same? No, line? you're not. Oh, okay. I, I don't know what's going on here, but, uh, you know, <laughs> this person called in again and we don't hear them at all. That's weird. It is weird. And well, everything well, actually, works just fine, too. Is it that you can hear them, but they can't hear us? Oh, no. They should be able to hear us, Mike. That's strange. Yeah, the it line's sounds fine. Like you're having, it, it sounds like you're having as many problems with the electronics as I've been having in the last two weeks. I guess so. I mean, everything works just fine, though. So it, it must be um, this person here because I, I just checked everything here. Either that or it's my luck with electronics. Uh, you cursed this mic. <laughs> no. I, well, I mean, oh, okay. Now that, now they hung up again, but it was the same caller. Uh, this is strange. Don't worry. The, the lines work. It, it's just, it's just this uh, person here calling in, but warm one more time. Seven, six, zero, three, three, two, 87, 24. And that's the number, and it is working. Uh, everything's working here, Mike. Don't worry. Oh, Dave um, was. Dave you. says he was calling in. Uh, Dave, try calling in one more time. Uh, you should be okay. And before we go to that call, Mike, I have to say the world has changed forever, which is something no one wants to admit. Oh, no doubt. Ever since I believe, ever since the new millennium, the world has changed forever. It's, it's changed. I'm telling you. It really I, I has. firmly believe that. It really has. So, Dave, go ahead and call in if you'd like. Everything is good. And, Mike, we are at the point of no return now for sure. Heck yeah. And what is the end game, though, Mike? That's what I want to know. Do you see a possible civil war, maybe a war with China or maybe even North Korea? Uh, well, interesting you bring that up. Um, what do you think? As, as you may or As you may or may not know. The only way we're going to have a, a war with North Korea is if they strike first, number one. If they strike first, we have the right to retaliate. However, however, if America decided that we wanted to attack Korea for, say, building nuclear weapons, right. if we were to, if we were to attack them, uh, China would then back them up. And that's, an issue. How, on the other hand, uh, China has also said, and we who, who was it? We I think it was Jeff uh, Prather, Jeffrey Prather, who just Jeffrey said Prather. it. China, China 
knows that we are a formidable uh, uh, country to engage with in war. They would never be able to attack us on our sto- on our soil. Um, and they also know that we are fierce fighters. Our army, even though we, we may not have as many in the military as they do, our our country is, uh, when it comes mili- to military, far more mightier than China. So, yeah, it could be a very bad war with China, but at the same time, I somehow fearly be- uh, seriously believe in my country that we are the strongest superpower in the world and that nobody is going to screw with us. Do you think we would uh, beat and, the shit out of, out of China? That's a good question. <laughs> yes. Um, I'm curious now. I, I don't, right. And, and I am too. Uh, it's a, it, both a curiosity and a serious concern. Um, and, and as I just said, it, it Jeffrey uh, uh, Pramper said it, exactly what I'm saying. China mm-hmm. knows we are a formal country to fight and they will not attack us. The, the, the way they have tried to attack us is by unconventional warfare, like in the art of war. Get to your enemy from the inside, which is exactly what the Islamic State was doing as well, and are probably still doing. It's a lot. Of, it's what a, it's what a lot of people are, or are our enemies have been trying to do. Get us from the inside. Uh, Wilfred so, says that know. China owns half of the USA, and I agree they own Not a lot here. I wouldn't Not say half, half but, but a good portion of it. Yeah, and I wouldn't. What they're doing it, right. Go ahead. I was just going to say, I don't think they own half, but they own a good portion of a, a lot they of do. things here. They have a, a lot of fund in uh, the media here and, of course, Hollywood, which is something no one likes to talk about. But that's the reality. That's right. In fact, I forget who said it, but uh, they were saying that China uh, actually has some sort of a right to um, preview shows let's just say a war show has come a war movie has been produced china apparently owns the right to review that and decide whether or not they feel that uh, uh if if there's an enemy that looks chinese or represents china they have the ability to have it edit edited out uh, a final cut for lack of uh, a better term by the way mike i just checked the phone line and we're good Okay. I heard myself when I called it. Hmm. So we're good, man. I, I don't know. It was someone's phone. It might have been. Yeah. Might have been. Maybe they're maybe they're just pranking you. That's okay too. <laughs> I love the trolls. Don't get me wrong. I appreciate everybody. I really do. Shout out to all the trolls out there too. I love all of you. That's very nice of you. <laughs> oh, I love them. But yes, we know a second wave is coming, Mike. Um, are you at all worried? Well, I shouldn't say worried. I mean, we're both not worried since we're not around uh, too many people. But those that are around a a lot of folks out there, I think this one could do them in. As as I mentioned, I I have begun to believe I I have begun to believe that this this virus will primarily attack those who have immune system problems or are uh, of the elderly. Uh, 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 what's the word I'm looking for? The elderly c- c- um, community. Ah, help me out here. Thank you. Yeah, that works. Um, if if you're an elderly person or have or, or going through like chemotherapy or something like that, 
that's where your immune system is going to be compromised. And that's allegedly how this virus is winning its wage on humanity. Um, however, that is not my major concern. And I'll tell you what my major concern is. My major concern is the economy. It, we cannot, and I mean this, we cannot close down the country again. We can't do that. That wouldn't be a good idea for sure. And the food shortage, Absolutely. the meat shortage that's going around, that's also a big concern. Uh, Mike, do you think, do you think many people didn't take this seriously the first time? And that's why they got sick and some died? You mean the virus or the meat, the meat shortage? The virus first. Um, possibly. But at the same time, Michael, consider this. Every year, we, how many people do we lose to the flu? A 20, lot. 30,000? A shitload. Maybe. Right. And you don't really hear about that much in, 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 the, uh, in, the, in the news. Yeah, not too often. But, not too often. And, of course, gang of four out there, hello to you in the chat. Go ahead, Mike. I had to say hi to our old friend. Hello, old friend, Gang of Four. There you go. Um, I, I, I just personally believe that this is a, a serious flu, no doubt about it. But listen, man, have you been out to the post office or shopping, food shopping or something, or even a gas station? Yeah, of course. Okay. Mm -hmm. When you get there, they're wearing masks. Uh, in some cases, like when I go to the food store, after I usually check myself out. I go up to the register where I can check out myself. And as soon as you're done, they come over, they wipe it down, they clean it, move on to the next person. At the courtesy counter, they've got plastic shields up like those spit guards or sneeze guards. I've seen those too. So, right. Right. So you, it, the same thing in the post office. So look, it just goes to show you people are thinking. They're trying to do their best to remain as safe as possible. Keeping your hands clean, uh, social distancing, no handshakes, no kissing, no hugging. Uh, in my personal opinion, no sports arena um, uh, concerts or um, uh, sporting events. I know I that mean, makes me sad the most. I'm sure it does for those who love sports. I'm not a sports person myself, but nonetheless, I understand. More like boxing and mixed martial arts. So, you know, I got to watch that. I, I, and I, I totally get it. I really get it. At the same time, what I'm trying to say is that do you see how people are figuring this shit out well, of course of course well, I, I brought a blockbuster as a, as a good reference a couple of shows back uh, I, I was saying if right. blockbuster can do it i'm sure the rest of the united states could figure something out yeah like i just said the post office is doing it the food stores are doing it yeah there's got to be a smarter uh, way i i agree with you yeah and and people aren't completely stupid they they can figure out how to do this I see uh, in, in the community where I live, I see, uh, uh, I don't know what you call them, the, the, the lawn, um, the people who do lawns and stuff like that. They're out there doing their thing. So The landscapers, you know, right. Landscapers, yeah. There yeah, they're doing it. Um, everybody's figuring something out. They're all figuring something out. So it's time to open up this country. It's time to open it up. I firmly believe that. I'm sure many people didn't take it seriously, though, like those pastors and many people that are like seriously religious, which is OK to, to be. I'm not saying you shouldn't be seriously religious. You could do whatever you want. But there are folks out there who really believe that they were covered in the blood of Jesus Christ. So they weren't going to get infected, Mike. 
Right. And you know what? If that's what they believe, then they can take their own risks. But personally, um, look, I'm not a religious person. I did hear something on the radio about, uh, about Easter Sunday where they had Congre- a, 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 some church or, or uh, some sort of a ministry uh, congregated in the parking lot in the parking of lot, the right. church. And they remained in their cars. And each one of those people who showed up at that congregation got a $500 ticket. Do I agree with that? No, I do not. I also heard on the news yesterday a woman who was um, who opened up her salon, and I don't remember where this was. I want to say Texas. I don't know if that was where it was. Really? She opened up her hair salon. Yeah, I, I don't know where it was. She opened up her hair salon, and she got arrested. She got arrested, and then the judge she had to face a, 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 a judge, I think by computer screen or something, and the judge said. Um, he wanted her to apologize uh, for disobeying a state law and possibly putting others at risk. And her response was, I can't apologize because I'm trying to make money to feed my children. Ooh. Point, point well taken. And I, I, I got to say. Understood. I've been understood and I'm in the very same shoes she is in. I think many people are. And yes, thank you, Dave. Yeah, many people are. In a very, very difficult place right now. It's quite the conundrum for many people out there. Do you want to die of poverty or do you want to die of this strange virus or maybe even both? Or star, or starvation. That too. It's, that goes hand in hand. In hand. What a weird time do it you is. Remember? What a, uh, what a, what a goddamn time, Mike. 2020 has been so uh, uh, far. I hear you. I hear you. Jesus. What I was going to ask you, do you remember me telling you about that whole thing with the animals being uh, like millions of animals being slaughtered right. and not used as food? Mm-hmm. Do you remember that? I was reading about it. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, that is that really struck home with me. That really struck home because if these animals are being slaughtered, euthanized, and I'm talking millions of them are being slaughtered and not used for food, I am really disturbed by that issue. Uh, and well, then on top of be. that, for them, for, for them to import other types of meat and crops from other countries, that is wrong. That is wrong. Very wrong. You know, Mike, I have to say, I blame par- partially the, the media for this, too. Oh, no doubt. No doubt, Michael. No doubt. I really do. I hold them partially responsible for this in the way everything has sort of gone down. But how can anyone be surprised when people have stopped believing what the government says? That's right. Just just yesterday, I heard uh, another another story on news. Uh, um, you know, you just keep hearing more and more strange things that keep occurring. Oh, and I got uh, more bad about, news for you. What's that? I really do. Just when you thought shit was safe, Mike, think again. It does get worse. Um, you know, Mike, as we mentioned earlier, multiple mutations have occurred, but now we are finding out that this uh, new coronavirus can also persist in men's semen even after they have begun to recover, Mike. Wow. Yes, yes, yeah. That's what Dr. Uh, 
Cortrell told us right. is that this apparent this uh, uh, this virus can apparently stay in the system. But now more studies are coming out for sure, confirming uh, that out there in China. That's what a lot of researchers, a lot of Chinese researchers, are coming up with now. More Fabulous. of these, uh, yeah. Another so thing to worry about in, now. Yeah. That's a wow. da- that's a uh, dangerous seed you're shooting out now, boys and girls. <laughs> Cover up. Yeah. Wow. That's incredible, Mike. It is. It is. It's just. But of course, yeah, it's not clear. Extent. But I, I do have to retract really quickly here and say it's not yet clear if it does spread, if it can spread that way, by the way. So this is a, an assumption? Like, how did the, Well, there's a few people here that they tested. That? It's a few Chinese people. Oh, oh, wow. You know, interesting. When I used to read up on Nostradamus and the predictions of Nostradamus, he made his, his, his prediction was that 2000, in the 2000, there would be a great war and uh, civilization would be terminated. Um, and even though that didn't exactly happen, um, it is very interesting on the circumstances that are concurrently taking place. By the way, someone said, uh, this is overprotected in the chat. They're saying, miss you, Michael, but how can you miss me? I haven't gone anywhere. I'm right here. But maybe she wasn't. I'm right here. For a while. I'm right here. <laughs> I haven't gone anywhere. But yes, thank you very much. I, uh, but I, we haven't gone nowhere. Miss, We're right here. I, I miss you too, Michael. I miss you all the time, Mike. Don't worry. <laughs> I missed you. I missed uh, the chat. I missed all the lovely people in the chat room right now. And those who just sort of lurk around and and don't go into the chat. I, I miss them. But yeah, this, uh, going back to the, going back to the study really quickly, I just wanted to say, um, I believe it was something like uh, 38 male patients that they, uh, tested this on only in China sometime around January, I believe. Wow. And about 16 of them had that evidence of the coronavirus in their semen. So not only do some people have depression, uh, swimming in their calm and in their calm, now they have a COVID nineteen swimming in their cum now too, Mike. Good God! Did you just say they're cum? Yeah, they're cum. <laughs> I mean, someone's got to say it here. So, <laughs> you use these medical terms that I'm not always familiar with. <laughs> I know these very, very, uh, very professional medical terms. Sometimes I, I one must use <laughs> on SARS CoV two. Swimming in your in your semen. Yeah, there you go. Okay, there we go. Not your load, not your load or your jizz. <laughs> jizz is kind of a weird word. <laughs> it's a little weird. I do like the word "cum" though. It's a, a little bit better. It rolls off the tongue nicely. Yeah, the "cum" rolls off the tongue. <laughs> there you go. Took a while. That's, that's a good way to put it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh boy. Lord. I know. I'm sorry. I I had to bring it up, but yes. Um, another thing to worry about. It's 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 amazing, really. 2020. Who would imagine this? Who would have imagined? I wonder if indeed, like, let's just say that that really happened. So I'm assuming that if you pass on this virus strain through your load, through your cum, uh, through your cum or your jizz or or your your uh, meat juice, bodily fluids. (laughs) 
that I wonder if like seriously though, I wonder if it would like either kill the fetus or you know, if you if the woman were to get pregnant or just terminate the pregnancy altogether. I know, right? That's a that's the conundrum. We're gonna raise a, a little yeah. kid with COVID nineteen or are we just gonna go behind the dumpster and get a clothes hanger? The choice is did, yours. Did you say that's a did you say that's a cum numstrum? It's a cum numstrum. <laughs> it really is. I mean, it's it's quite the choice. It's almost like asking if you had the chance to sleep with Pamela Anderson, but you knew you couldn't wear protection and you knew you're going to get uh hep, you know, would you do it? So, you know, it's a tough so one. It's a tough one. Pamela Anderson? Yeah, I'm sorry. I went there. I had to throw out an, an uh, example there. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. I'm just. It's a conundrum. Have a little. It's a cum-num-jum, yeah, cum-num-jum. It really is. And, of course, Vice President Mike Pence, the, the secretary, Katie Miller, also tested positive for COVID-19. Really? Right. Interesting. Now this broad has COVID-19, and she's prancing around the White House there next to uh, Mike Pence. He's trying to get that guy uh, COVID-19. <laughs> you know him? He's trying not to catch it. Makes you think what else he's not trying to catch out there. A point well taken. You never know. With all these things going around, I mean, shit. I don't know. I, uh, I, I'm really confused at this point. It's just... Yeah, well, so how can you? How, how can you... On. Yeah, how can you not be confused by all this? It's ridiculous. Any, if somebody asked you right now what your firm belief is on this virus, what would you say? That this was no doubt man-made. Okay. And that this and, was not a I'm complete assuming- product... That this virus was not done. Do you think America was involved in, in its creation? Of course. It's a, it's a slippery slope, think? Mike. I think we knew about and, this. And, of and course. What makes you think that it's uh, like, what, what are your, like, like if you had to think of how serious this is, even a, a second one, what would you think, just in your opinion, what would you think the best thing to do would be? The best thing to do? I yeah. think we're already trying to do the best thing we can do by uh, shelter in place. Yeah. I think that's probably the most logical thing to do right now. And of course, carry on trying to figure out a way to sort of go back to what we called a uh, normal, but that's right. going to be a, a, just an uphill battle, boys and girls. I think that the saddest thing of all is how good this country was doing. Oh, it was great. Until, yeah. With the low unemployment, uh, uh, high uh, jobs for ethnics and and everyone is for for that matter. Uh, And it's just like, damn, like we were doing so good. And it makes you wonder, was this purposely done to, to screw up our country? Oh, the good old days, Mike. Remember when America was just crying about uh, toxic masculinity? Remember those days? Oh, I missed them. Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah, I actually wish we could back to that right Can now. Can we go back to that? Can, your argument. <laughs> Can we go back to that, please? Yeah, because this is just devastating. Back it, it back really when, uh, back at, during the time, Mike, when here in America, it's, it, it wasn't right to be a man. Yeah, that was the yeah, mentality. Tell me, tell me the good old it, days um, when we were when we were fighting about victim mentality, right? And 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 immigration. I remember those days? I sure do. And they were only just a few months ago. Oh, I miss it. 
How sad. That's a really good point you just brought up, Michael. It really is. Really good point. I remember not too long ago, some older man was calling me a misogynist. And of course, I couldn't help but really? laugh, Mike. You know, I couldn't help but laugh, Mike, because we all know that uh, women are, are the biggest misogynists out there. You, you can never well, find the two women who get along, Mike. Yeah, but let's be fair. Not all of them are like that. Well, needle I, in a haystack, Mike. Who, needle in a haystack. I'm telling you. Agreed. Agreed. And and I do understand the the competition that women face and deal with on a uh, on a regular basis. I get it. I really do. There's a lot of little ladies um, out there, Mike, that are just like that. Yep. But let's be fair. It's not. It's not all of them. It's not all of them. And not all. That, that's true. Not all. Not all. Not all. But most. <laughs> uh, it's true. I'm sorry. <laughs> No, I I agree with you to an extent. I really do. I I, I just think that it's, um, in my opinion, I don't think it's as many uh, as we might think it to be. I I just seem to think that there are women out there who do enjoy chivalry by men uh, and being treated like a lady, like a woman. Uh, Uh, Alexandra, she says, don't put us in a room together. I mean, I would yeah. like to. Okay, um, so there you go. <laughs> I, well, yeah, I agree. Okay. Not all. Not all. Not all. Needle in a haystack, Mike. You're right. There, there are a lot of women who just will, you know, go into a cat fight mode. Cat ladies. The second there. Yeah, the second. Have you ever, have you, have you gone out with a, a cat lady, by the way, Mike? Oh, my goodness. When have I not? Um, Have you been dating cat ladies, Mike, throughout your life? Is that what was that what you're telling me? All my me? life. All your life, cat all, ladies. All my life. All my life. You didn't get bothered by the smell. No, no I like cats. I mean, I mean, I like cats it. too. But I mean, some houses they smell just like just cat urine, <laughs> like heavily. Are we talking cat ladies, like the one on on The Simpsons, or, or are we talking about just ladies, uh, women who like cats? Well, what I mean, I mean, well, let, let's be honest. Women with cats, are, if they own more than Let's say two cats, and there might be something wrong with them. Maybe. Well, then I would be considered a cat man. You're a cat man. Cats in, in my in my lifetime, yes. You're a cat lady guy. I'm a cat man. You're a cat man. Cat man too. How many cats do you own, Mike? Well, only two right now, but I only have two. as many as three. Well, I mean, see, that's like you're kind of towing. You're you're sort of like a, your your feet are against the ropes there. You know, you're you're kind of walking the tight rope. Perhaps, <laughs> when you, but I mean, you're, you're not, you're not a cat lady man though. I mean, you're, you're, you're sort of towing the line there. In other words, I, I'm quite sure what you're trying to say. What, what, what are we getting at here? Well, I mean, the, the cat ladies, I mean, they're, they're insane, Mike. And I don't think you're insane. No, no, come on now. I don't think they're all insane. I look, I, I, with the exception of my ex-wife. Oh shit. Was she a cat girl, lady? No, 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 no. Listen, with the exception of my ex-wife, every girl that I have dated since was a cat girl. A cat girl. Okay. Yeah. Even before they all enjoyed cats, like obsessed where they had like, uh, you know, 30 or 50 of them running around their house. Yeah. See, that's what I'm talking about right there. When they have like an abundance. No, no, no. Yeah. But that's, it goes beyond that because there are some people who will hoard, uh, for lack of a better term, other types of animals. Um, and birds. Birds, dogs. right, right. Uh, there was a woman in New York State who was hoarding, oh, goodness, all kinds of chickens, ducks, 
uh, turkeys, um, cats. Uh, and her, I mean, her place, yeah, her place was a filthy, Ooh. disgusting mess. I mean, there were rats running around underneath her trailer home. There were uh, just filth and disgusting uh, smells emanating out of her, uh, her her property. And she ended up, you know, getting in trouble by the state where they had, you know, the, the uh, I guess the, either humane society or shelter came and took the majority of those, those creatures away. But what I'm trying to say is a woman like that, she was, she was doing what she did because she loved animals and wanted to save them. However, she was ill-equipped to care for them. Yeah. So basically she was running a wet market, a Chinese wet market in, in her house. <laughs> I, I, I mean, she wasn't killing any of them. She right. was just raising them. <laughs> I mean, the poor thing, she had these poor ducks in, in, uh, you know, in these cages of like, say, I don't know, 10 to 20, uh, per, per cage. And the poor things only had like this little, this tiny little kiddie pool to go swimming in. And ducks, let's face it, ducks are waterfowl. They, they need to be in water. And, uh, she couldn't provide that for them. She had chickens and ducks in her house. Uh, it was just disgusting. It really was. It sounds disgusting. Yeah. I mean, and birds, birds shit everywhere. I can, I, I'm a, I can attest to that. I own, you know, two large parrots and, uh, you know, I'm cleaning up constantly. I like your parrots, by so, the way. Thank you. We need a mic and Sergeant. We, we need to mic them up one, one of these days. <laughs> it's funny. As we were talking, maybe about five minutes ago, I was here in my, my, uh, my, uh, uh, African day, Kiki. She was, uh, she was mumbling something under her breath. When she hears me talking upstairs, she starts saying, a couple of weeks ago, I say, smells like shit. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, what? (laughs) That's a nice word. Well, someone did. Someone with a a sense of humor taught them. Yeah, it was, it had to be her former owner. Um, this bird, she's 20 years old, so she's all, already learned a few things from her previous owner, even though they did neglect her. Very nice. And by the way, Mike, uh, we've been doing this show together for a while now. Yeah, how long has it been? Do you remember? Uh, probably remember over a I month. Uh, I'm acting like we've been doing it for, for years, the way I said it right now. I'm like, we, we've been well, doing it for a we, while. But when did we start? March? I believe so. I think so, yeah. I was just going to ask you... I was just going to ask you, Mike, out of everyone we've interviewed, who did you actually like genuinely? Oh, good question. Out of um, the bunch here. Uh, there were at least two. One was Jeffrey Prather. Prather, right. And I, who's the other guy? Uh, Paul, Paul Cottrell is really good, too. I like talking to him. But there was another guy, too. Um, uh, the magic guy, Eric. Oh, the, the Catholic guy. No, 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 magic, magic guy. Magic guy? Uh, yeah, the guy who was, uh, we were talking about the occult. Oh, okay. Eric was his name, I believe. Yeah, yeah, E.A. Coetting, right. Yes, yes, yeah, he was He was interesting, too. I like to talk to him. Um, yeah, he's fun to talk other to. Other than that, no, no disrespect to any of the other guests we've had on. I like them all, but as far as favorites go, that would probably uh, be my top three. Interesting, How okay. About yourself? It's hard to say. Well, come on. You know, your favorite was me interviewing me. Well, that's why I have you here. 
But I mean, there's got to, but I mean, aside from you, there's other people, you know? Oh, I know. There's other people, but I mean, I, it's hard to say who's been a favorite. It's kind of difficult by now to, you know, I, I used to have a favorite. Who was that? It used to be someone like a, like a Marshall Masters. Oh, okay. Hey, can you, can you name names? Yeah, sure. You know, he's up there. He's a, he's a favorite of mine. He still is, but I'm saying it's hard for me to really decide who's like the, the ultimate favorite of mine, to be honest. Cause I, I have a favorite of the, the people who come on, um, frequently here. I would have to say that they are some of my favorites and they oh, are you repeat know what guests. I forgot to mention, I, I, I forgot to mention, uh, uh, Michael Aquino. You know, it's interesting that you mentioned him. A lot of, I got a lot of emails asking me uh, about him, asking me if he's dead. No, 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 don't say that. No, well, they're asking me to find out. Oh, well, well you do keep in contact with him by email or, or Facebook, right? Yeah, through email. It's been a while, though. It's been a while since we've yeah, talked. You should, check, you should check on him because uh, he was dealing with cancer, so we should, we should check on him. Yeah, he was very sick. That's right. Yeah, I'll check up on him. I'll give him a call. But yes, I see Wilfred. He mentioned Jim Fetzer. And yeah, of course, he's Jim has been on a lot of times. And the reason why is because he's one of my favorites. You know, I mean, you have been doing this show for so long. I'm surprised you can even have a favorite because you have interviewed so many people. It's astounding. Yeah, that's true. I've talked to a lot of a lot of different walks of life out there. Lots of fascinating individuals out there. I've been fortunate well, to, to say the least. I'll bet. But yeah, it is hard to pick a favorite, but these are the individuals who I've gotten sort of close to in a way. Sure. I feel like we are well, almost yeah. like uh close friends, uh, quarantine friends. <laughs> Socially distant friends. Yeah, we're, we're keeping it safe. I'm keeping my, my cum safe. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to dirty the 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 pool there. The the cum pool. The cum pool, right? <laughs> cum pool. <laughs> My goodness, that's what we've lowered ourselves to, huh? Talking about cum. Crumbum cum. But that's okay. I mean, it's been fun. It's been a good time doing the show. I've enjoyed all the interactions, and I've enjoyed interacting with the listeners out there, those in the chat room right now. I like seeing that every now and you know, it was a fun show. I remember the one show I came home at night and I jumped on with you and it was the alcoholic night, uh, getting, getting, uh, messed up. Oh, the drunk the, show. Uh, um, the drunk show. Yeah. That was, that was pretty neat. I forgot that you were even there. <laughs> yeah. I came in late. I had to work that night. And, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I remember I you. Came in mm -hmm. late. That was, that was a good time. I got really hammered. Did you? <laughs> <clears throat> Yeah, it was a good time. I did too, but uh, I, I wasn't drinking. A cat in the chat says, fuck Michael. <laughs> I don't know if that's uh, directed to me, but that's, um, I'm not offended and that's okay. Or to anyone really. It's not that? very, uh, it's not something that I find great offense in. <laughs> that's all she said was fuck Michael? Yeah. Wow. I, okay. I've been told worse. Okay, then. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, yes. And is there any... Kat, can you reply why you said that? Is there a reason why you said, fuck Michael? Are you kidding? I think it's or someone named it? Katmandu. Oh, Katmandu. I know who that person is. Yeah. Well, they didn't like somebody. Mm. They didn't like a, a Michael out there. It could be me. 
Could be any of us. Could have been. Could have been me. I don't know. Could have been you. I don't know, but everybody knows you as Michael and me as Mike, so. That's right. What'd you do to piss her off? What did you, what did he do to piss you off, Kat? I don't know. Let us know. But that, that happens. I mean, I get all kinds of angry emails out there. People that are offended all the time. Mm. I like it though. Every once in a while, I would just, I used to get a lot of hate. Well, not a lot, but I used to get enough hate mail from people out there, you know, like who, who actually took the time out to call, you know, to write me an email and say, Hey, you suck. Oh, well, thanks for telling me that. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Hey, at least they took the time. <laughs> Idiots. <laughs> yeah, at least, it, you know, at least they took the time to say some, something nice to you in, in an email. I mean, that's, that's thoughtful. Oh yeah. Real nice. You know, a couple of, about a year ago, I had a guy write to me on an email from South America. And, he, and now mind you, I, I sang in the Misfits in 1998, the summer of 1998. And this guy writes me, he goes, you know, my is, he goes, if I had joined the Misfits, I would have been, I would have did this and I would have did that. I would have did everything I possibly could just to, to appease the band and, and make them happy. And, you know, he's saying, you really screwed up and you, you should have did this. And I'm like, first of all, I'm like, how old is this guy? What is he, 20? And, and I'm thinking, you don't, even, you don't even know what I went through. And I even asked him, like, did you read my book? Did you read my book and, and, and the story that I told about what I had to do to get into that band and what I had to do to maintain my position? Of course, you didn't read it. So it is this one. No, they never do. You know, no, nah, narrow minded. Uh, narrow-minded um, op- uh, 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 opinions well, where right. he believes only what he thinks is right and telling me that I was wrong. I'm like, at least I got the fucking tour and I sang. What the fuck have you done? You know, I've written a book. I've done 10 albums. More than that, actually. I've toured the world. I've toured parts of America. I mean, you know, what have you done, you piece of shit? You know? That's true. Unbelievable. It is. It's outrageous. Outrageous. And by the way, uh, we are joined by a caller. Caller, go ahead. You are live on the air. Hey, it's Kat. Kat, what's going on? Not much. I'm kind of taking offense to this. Hey. I'm kind of taking offense to that more than two cats and we're crazy. Uh Uh-oh. Are you you a cat lady? (laughs) Just a bit. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Does your house smell like urine? It does not. Oh, okay. Well, that's a good thing. Do, yeah. Do you and we smell actually, like urine? We have a little. <laughs> we actually have a little speakeasy that we call the Mangy Cat. <laughs> Do you listen to R. Kelly? Uh, no. So you're not into water sports then? Um, only in the shower. Only in the shower. Okay. <laughs> you know, I've never really, I never really crossed into that world. You know, to be honest with you, I have not been involved it's in any in golden shower. showers. Cool. Yeah, I'm not into that really. You know, it's worse enough. <laughs> it's worse enough when you have to clean up after yourself. You know, after you just lay down true. some pipe and then your the body next to you has also sort of um really moisted up the bed, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I mean, you know oh, come on man, you're grossing me out. <laughs> I'm already grossed out. I've been grossed out. Cat's a good person. I know Cat, and she's a good person. And I'm I'm so glad you called in, Cat. Thank you. That's really Thanks, awesome. Mike. What do you want to talk about, Cat? What do you want to know? I had to. Um, I don't know. I just had to call when you guys were talking about like he was putting uh, down the cat people. About and, and, yeah, and, 
The cats. <laughs> the kitties. Like, I have to call. I have to. By the way, a cat, where are you calling from? I'm curious. I am I am outside of Philly. Oh, Philly. Okay, Philly. Mm-hmm. I like that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh. And are, are, you enjoying, are you enjoying the show with just Michael and I? Yes, yes. And in fact, I was going to comment on that. Um, yeah, you guys need to do more of these shows with um, just the two of you and let people call in and chime in and kind of jump topics around. It's, 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 it's a great show. You need to do it on a regular basis. Yeah, these are always fun. I, I wow. enjoy these. You know, when you go in uh, without anything, any material, just jump in there. I've always been good at improv. That's kind of um, my bread and butter, to be honest. I, I like to live dangerously, Kat. It's fun to live on the edge. <laughs> it really is. It really is. You know, during this whole pandemic, well, you, guys, you guys have such, living a, on the such edge. a great chemistry on the air. And you just, you guys always come up with something to talk about. So, you know, the that show's happens. never lacking. Uh, that happens. And I'm, I'm glad you called in though, Kat. I, I appreciate the kind words. And yes, even coming from a cat lady, I can, uh, I can <laughs> appreciate it. I mean, even, oh, I even her name that. is Cat. I, I know, yeah. Cat. So, are you are you like a Carol Baskin? Are you wearing like a cheetah print and all that shit right now? Um, no, actually, I have camel on tonight. Camo. <laughs> yeah. You know, you know, tonight. Are you gonna go Carol shoot Baskin someone? Is? Uh, no, I'm actually I'm, I'm at work. I'm a nurse. Oh, you're a, okay. We have a nurse here, and I'm glad you told me that. What's the situation mm-hmm. out there at, at your work? What's up? Tell me. Well, I'm, I'm pretty lucky because I work in a small residential setting. Um, we take care of intellectually disabled people. So, um, yeah, I've, I'm pretty, my, my job is cake. I work in a, in a residential house. We have four residents that we take care of, me and another nurse. Oh, okay. 12 hour shift. Yeah. So I'm, I'm lucky. I'm not, I'm not out in the trenches like a lot of the nurses are. So. Yeah. Lucky you. Yeah. So you're one yeah. of the nurses dancing then on TikTok. Yes. <laughs> is that you? Okay. <laughs> Kat, Kat uh, is in a still very quite noble. Attention, but not quite as in the hospital. So. Well, what is it, Mike? Oh, go ahead, Mike. I'm sorry. I, I was just going to say, Cat is in a very noble profession, um, which is becoming more and more difficult to find people to be a part of, from what I understand. So, Amen. Yeah. My hat goes. My hat goes off to you, Kat, for what you do. You, you, you're in a noble profession, a very difficult profession, and uh, to find people like yourself to do such a profession, uh, I understand, is becoming more and more difficult these days. I, I appreciate that. That that means a lot. I think that's a heart. No, it's true. I mean, you have to go out there and risk your own health with all sorts of um, cre- uh, all sorts of heathens out there. I should say. <laughs> And no one's sick, though. No one in the family is sick, right? Everyone's healthy. Everyone's seeming is okay. No, everybody's good. Everybody's good, Knockwood. Uh, yeah, no, nothing. No incidences to speak of. <laughs> and the cum is okay, right? The cum's not infected. But, no, the cum is not infected. Okay, good. I'm making sure, Mike. These are important questions yeah. one must ask. Oh. It's vital information. Things you need to know. That's right. <laughs> Very oh. vital here. Mike, go You're ahead. So professional on this show. So professional. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Good. Good. So I'm glad everyone's okay, though. I'm, no one is dealing with any issues, any health issues. No one has the flu or the measles no, or no. anything, chicken pox. No, so far so good. So far so very good. Very good, very so. good. And you're holding up right, no headaches, no fevers, nothing of that nature. No, no, all good. All good. 
every, everybody I work with, I take care of, uh, and everybody's just in my, my, my home life. Everybody's good. So Nice. I, I have a question. Jump in I there, Mike. Cat, uh, where, where you work, um, mm-hmm. do, do you, um, have you guys experienced anybody that has come in with the virus? No. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Oddly enough, being closed, so close to Philadelphia. Now, one of the one one of the coworkers, she's had some like in her in her family, but um, no, no, nobody directly, nobody directly. And we all have to take our temperatures when we come in and clock in, and we're wearing masks pretty much the whole time we're we're at work. So now, if I may just follow up, what I'm asking here is, it's rather odd being as close to Philadelphia as you are that you guys have not gotten one one case. Not with, one. With the that's weird. Okay, yeah. so, but okay, so like I'm not in a hospital. I'm not even in a nursing home. So, like I said, it's a residential setting. We have it's a it's a regular house that's been turned into a medical house. We only have four um, residents that we take care of, and literally oh. our staff. Yeah, we're we're tiny. We're tiny, and they're oh. they're intellectually disabled, so they're not out in the public unless we bring them out. So we're we're pretty close. Oh, you're we, lucky. We, we can't even have. We can't even have any like servicemen or anything like to come in like like we're kind of nestled in the in the corner of the woods, so we get a lot of like last year we were overrun with big scary spiders, and we can't even have the exterminators <laughs> come in and spray because we're not allowed to bring anybody from the outside into the into the house. It's Damn. Only only staff. Yeah. yeah you guys yeah. were already quarantined then. Yeah, but. <laughs> mm. So yeah, so there, there, that, there's, that, not a, there's not a whole lot of incidents here. So I'm, like I said, I'm pretty lucky. I'm pretty lucky. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I I didn't realize how that scenario was for you. I mean, I knew you were uh, a nurse, but I didn't really quite understand. And then I also knew that you weren't in a hospital, but I didn't quite understand right. the circumstances. Now I I understand a lot better. Thank you for elaborating yeah. on that. Oh no problem. Oh yes. Very nice. Thank you, Christina. And of course, Kat living out there already sequestered before the pandemic even went down. Yep, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, you're good. I mean, pretty much. we we could take uh, back all the, the the way we were just putting you over, risking your life and all this shit. You're, you're fine. Nothing's going to happen to you. You're like in this bunker underground. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> we're the ones fighting for our lives here and you're you're out there in an underground bunker. I wouldn't quite call it an underground bunker, but it, it's pretty close. <laughs> I know I'm exaggerating, but yes. At, at least she's still working. At least I know, right? At least she's cool. got that revenue coming in still. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. A lot of people don't have anything. I know. I'm, I'm lucky for that. I'm lucky for that. Oh. Hell yeah! And you got got enough money to feed the cats? Oh yeah, enough money to feed the cats. <laughs> nice. <laughs> are there are there any cats, cats no at, the, at the house? Are there any cats at the house that you're you're working at? No, no. I wish we could have a cat here, but no. One, one of the other nurses brings in his dog like on the weekends and stuff. But yeah, no, we got no house pets here. It kind of sucks. Oh. Well, at least I'm assuming they bring the dog in as therapeutic. Uh, yeah. Like a ther- ther- therapy for the for the pain. Well, that's good at least because I mean animals are a really big way uh, to help with therapy for people. I firmly believe that. Uh, whether it's oh, dogs, definitely. cats, you know, anything fluffy you can you can pet. Uh, I agree just, that is it's a yeah, really good therapeutic uh, method. I know a girl who's kind of fluffy. That's not necessarily therapeutic. <laughs> that's true, though. 
I mean, yeah, I, it could I, be. It could be therapeutic. Oh, not really. I'm sure it you would. Be, but not if you're quarantined with her. <laughs> oh well, well. That might be a bit of a problem there. I don't know. That's only the crazy one. <laughs> to be determined, Michael. To be de- to be determined. To be determined. <laughs> yeah. That's right. That's right. And of course. Of course, we are talking to Cat here for those that are just joining in. Cat out there living, living the life, living big out there. Down in Philly. Down in Philly, baby. <laughs> Very nice. Oh. Well, I'm going to let you guys get back to your show and I'm going to go back to work. This was a blast calling in. Um, like I said, I hope you guys do this like on a more regular basis. That would be awesome. If you had one show a week, that would, that would be the bomb. You got it. We'll, we'll work on something here. Cool. Thanks cool, so cool. much for calling in. Yeah, Thank appreciate you so it. Much. Appreciate no it. No problem, Mike. No problem. Been wanting to do it for a while. Just had to be the right time. <laughs> nice. Awesome. All right. Take care All right. Will you guys both take safe. care? Be safe and all the good stuff. Take care and mahalo. Mahalo. Bye bye. And there she goes. That was Cat out there taking care of the sick. Yeah, she's a good person. I know. I know who she is, and she's got a big heart of gold. So. She's a really nice person. Thanks for calling in, Kat. You're you're a good person. She's a good woman. She really is. She's she's really kind and has a heart of gold. I can tell you that. There's a lot of weird people, by the way, that that do these sort of radio shows. A lot of strange individuals out there, Mike. You you mean host them or call in? Uh, Host them. Lots of radio hosts out there that are kind of weird. (laughs) Yeah, like like myself. (laughs) Uh, Well, I mean, you know, you're not that weird. No, no, I'm not. I mean, I'm we we talked to Doctor Ken Hoven. I mean, that was Hoven, a little weird. Oh my goodness, that was a little yeah. weird, right? That was um, bizarre to say the very least. And as you know, I had a lot of a lot of uh, issues with with that conversation because well, of course. You, you know you can't. Yeah, because you can't really talk. Um, well, no, that, no, not at all. I mean, the guy gets paid to go around and have these debates that really end up with uh, nothing of vital substance, uh, you would have to sort of be insane not to have learned anything after going and debating with so many people for so many years and your stance has not uh, changed, not even to a certain uh, degree whatsoever, even after being proved wrong. Right. That's kind of insane. They They don't believe that they're being proved wrong. Well, of course not, but I mean, uh, lots of these individuals, they believe in nonsense, to be honest. Uh, truth be told, yeah. But you know that. I don't need to tell you. Uh, you don't have to tell me. I, I'm, I'm, I'm completely aware of that. You lived it's it. Because, uh, right. But, you know, as I've said before, blind faith, there is no logic. I did like him, though. I did like talking to him. Well, he's a nice man. That was fun. I'm not debating that. He was a nice man. Uh, but let me fun. just say one thing to you, Michael. Let Jump me say one thing. Nice people. Uh, l- let me rephrase that. P- and I'm not pointing at anybody in particular. Oh, how I'm dare you? Stating, I'm offended. I'm simply. Well, hang on. I'm simply stating that <clears throat> I I firmly believe that you could be a nice person and communicate nicely with people, but at the same time have underlying. Uh, uh, Motives. Well, of course. So you could be a really good talker to get what you want, but ultimately your uh, your underlying motives could be um, fouled up, if you will. Yeah, that you could be a manipulative asshole. 
there you go. That's what I was trying to say. But you took the words right out of my mouth. I know, right? Out, I just jumped in there. <laughs> so, no, you're right. You, you could be very manipulative. That was really the word I was looking for. And I've known people like that. I've oh, known plenty, plenty of them throughout my life. In the music business, you, you, you meet them all the time. Yeah, it's too bad you're not familiar with these other individuals out there, like uh, Clyde Lewis, who's like a radio show host. Does a pretty popular show. I like Clyde. Yeah. But he's another character I've seen out here. Uh, the last time I saw this guy, it was at a, a Super Walmart. And he was in one of those sort of motorized uh, s uh, scooter things. This was like oh no, three Why? years, three, four Why? years ago now, maybe. Uh, I don't know. I think it's because he couldn't handle the heat out here. It was out in the desert in oh. Joshua Tree. And, oh. you know, I saw the guy randomly at, Wal at, at a Super Walmart in one of these things. And he's he's a big guy, you know. He's not a small small uh gentleman whatsoever he's a pretty heavy heavy set guy uh, well you know what maybe if he got up out of the scooter and walked around a bit maybe he wouldn't be so fat well that's true i like clyde though he's a he was a nice guy i wanted to go talk to him when i saw him out there but i, I didn't i saw him sitting alone and looking like he was hating his experience out there and you know <laughs> i feel for the guy because it was hot as hell during the whole um conference at the time so i i hmm. felt bad for i felt bad for everyone really wait, that they're not used to the wait, heat there was, a, there was a conference at the super walmart no it was uh, a separate <laughs> no the the conference was away from a, a super walmart i'm just stating that i, I saw him randomly at a super oh. walmart oh okay yeah, i was just surprised i mean i didn't i didn't expect to see him there of all places Michael, have you ever done interviews for other people on other radio radio programs? I just once or twice. Yeah. Why is that? Well, I was invited. Well, of course. Uh, <laughs> but, but I didn't I mean, like it. Why why only a few? Have you have you turned some down or, or I turned uh, down a lot of interviews. Why is that? Uh because I'm exclusive. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah, I don't like to hoe around. <laughs> Okay. I don't like being a hoe. I, I, Michael the hoe. Uh, <laughs> I, I was just curious, based on, there's been a couple of times where I've heard other talk show hosts um, that we've interviewed who have said to us, like, oh, we, we should, I should have you, you guys on, on my show next time. I just found that kind of interesting. I, I didn't think some, things like that happened. Oh, I get all. many of those emails all the time of people wanting to um, interview me, and I turn them down for the most part. Really, and, and, I, don't and really I, do again, I, I I understand what you say about exclusivism, but why why not do the interview to promote your show? Because I don't like to. Okay, I just enough. don't care for. I just don't care to to be on most people's shows. To be honest, fair enough. I just don't care for it. I don't know why, but I will do some shows out there. Don't get me wrong. I will definitely jump in and do some interviews with some folks, but I'm very selective. Okay. And, you know, and the, that's good. The time's yeah, got to be right. The, the the planets have to be aligned. Mm, right on. Um, yeah, it's all about the circumstances. Magic. Yeah, exactly. A little bit of a magic show. The circumstances have to be right. I can I can completely appreciate that. Yeah, it's got you know, to be right. I, I've actually turned down interviews as well ever since. Oh golly, uh, probably in the last. Three to four years, you're the only show I, I was doing interviews for uh, prior to me being the co-host on the Michael Deacon program. Right. And that, that, that's the truth. I had, 
I was only, you were the only person who I was doing any interviews with. Um, uh, I, I had turned down other, other, uh, people asking for me to come on their show. V says, Mr. Deacon likes to be in control. Well, I mean, I have no control yeah, I, of this show, so I don't know. I, what? You don't have, what do you mean? You have control of the show? Do I don't have about? control of the show. No, it's, it's an organic sort of thing. Really? Oh, okay. I kind of, I kind of see where you're coming from. I get it. I understand what you're saying. No, I'm not but a very controlling person whatsoever. I just am I selective. Think, I still think, yeah, but I think you're still in control of the show. I mean, it is your show, obviously. Yeah, but in terms of how it goes, I, I have no say in the outcome. I don't oh. tell people before the show what we're going to talk about, what we're not going to talk about. I mean, the only time that's ever happened was when we talked to our friend in China. Ah. I mean, I've had women tell yeah. me that they want me in control of them, uh, you know, in bed. But that's a whole other story, Mike. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's I, the I truth. Agree with that too. Well, yeah. Yeah. A little private. I'm not yeah, lying about it. that. I mean, I'm being completely transparent with everybody out there. You are definitely being transparent. That is no doubt. Oh, I have to. We should talk about sex. Let's talk about sex. After Let's we talk just about sex? after we just talked about uh, COVID nineteen swimming and cum. <laughs> you want to go back to uh, the sex talk, huh? Yeah, why not? I mean, we should uh, we should talk about sex. You want to wrap it up with that? You want to? We're a little closing <laughs> segment here. You want to wrap it up with a, a sex talk sort of segment, taking me back to the old school um, days of what got me remotely influenced in doing a show like this. The great show Love Line, which I love so much back in the 90s. Now it's gone. Now we have Adam Carolla, who's just a douchebag these days, and... Dr. Drew's turned into just a fucking piece of shit. Yeah. Sure, let's wow, go back so into that. Are you telling me that the, <laughs> the, 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 the radio show Loveline was what influenced you to do this? 100%. No kidding. How was that? How 90s bizarre. Or the 80s? Late 90s. Early 2000s. Late 90s. Yeah. Okay. That's when it all right, really I, kicked I, off for me. I remember it, but I never listened to it. I, don't, I, I had never listened to oh, it. Oh, it was glorious. It was a, a lot of people calling in about sex, right? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I so. love that show. I've considered actually writing a book about... Uh, about the groupies, the about the rats? I've, yeah, about some of the encounters I've had in, in, in the past as a musician. Well, that's the kind of talk I, I even, want to hear. Say again? I said, that's the kind of talk I want to hear with you. Uh, hear from you, rather. What would you like to know? Well, I mean, what was, I guess... One of the best experiences for you when you were on tour, let's say, with uh, any group, really. What was popping off for you in your prime there, Mike? (laughs) That's what I want to know. There was one girl I met in Europe when I was touring as the lead singer for the Mystics. And uh, I had a fling with her. She was, uh, I won't mention her name, but she was... uh, Is she alive still? Oh, as far as I know, I haven't spoken to her in like 20 years, but... um, Real pretty German girl, real pretty. And um, it all sort of happened kind of oddly. Uh, we had done a show, and after the show, we were unable to shower after the gig. So, Ew. like, I basically, yeah, I was basically in my stink from the, the, the show Good from the God. night before. Yeah, so we, we go to the next town, um, and this girl had gotten a hotel room. Uh, she was actually working for one of the other bands. Uh, as a merch girl, 
And uh, so she had gotten a hotel. I forget where we were. I also want to say we were somewhere in Germany, I think. And um, so we had just gotten done doing uh, sound check for the, the coming night's uh, show. And I asked this girl if I could go to her hotel room and use the shower to clean myself off Smart. the night before. Smart. And, uh, yeah, but I had no intentions of like hooking up with her. I really didn't. I, I, I had none whatsoever, but we show up to the hotel and I'm like, all right, well, let me go take my shower. And I, I jump in the shower and I'm, I'm, I'm bathing myself and I'm, I look up and she's in the shower with me. <laughs> so I was like, Oh, uh, uh, hi. <laughs> did you, did you, did you misplace something? Can I help you? And, uh, you know, thing, one thing sort of led to another and, you know, I'll wash my back. You, you, you wash my, wait, you wash my back. I'll wash yours. Sure. Sure. And, uh, one thing led to another, but a bing, but a bang, but a boom, but a bing, but um, yeah. And, 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 and in one swoop of the matter, uh, we were having German sex. Amazing. <laughs> and, oh, 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 but that's not as good as the next one. <laughs> oh, the next one. We got more. All right. Well, I'll, I'll give you one more. Okay, go ahead. In, in South America, we had played in Chile. Now, it, it, this was a weird, one of my, I've I got to tell you, not to brag, but it was one of my best shows. We had left uh, what, what country were we in? So you thought you were um, like, so you thought you were Van Halen out there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I know where you're going with that, but no, not quite. <laughs> um, so we, we had left, uh, we, we flew out of one country. Okay. All right. So we, we did this country, uh, a two nights show in one, uh, two nights show in one country, which the name of it escapes me right now. It wasn't Venezuela, but it was uh, down by Brazil. Mm. Um, and then after the second night, right after we finished, now mind you, this is like two, three, four o'clock in the morning. We leave from the show. We go directly to the airport and fly to, uh, the next country, which was Chile. We arrive in Chile in the very early morning. Um, uh, everybody's really tired. Uh, actually I say early in the morning, it was actually late morning. We got there like 11 o'clock right. AM. So the band gets out, they say, all right, we're going to go do sound check. Mike, go back to the hotel, go to the hotel, get some rest, get some sleep so that you can sing for us tonight. Okay. So, um, I go back to, uh, while we're there, while we're at the club or the concert hall, I meet a fan, this girl, um, really big fan. She loves the Misfits. And she thought at first she thought I was Michael Graves. Oh, how, how anyone could make that complication, uh, is, is beyond me because my hair was like all the ways down to my ass. I had super long hair. Yeah, you had Michael long hair at that didn't time. Have any. Right. Yeah. Really long hair. So I meet this girl and, uh, she's like, she's coming on to me. It was pretty obvious. So, and I said to her, you know, do you <laughs> sorry, go ahead. Say again. No, go ahead. Go ahead. So, she says to me, um, you know, I'm coming to the show tonight. I'm like, oh, you want to be my guest? I'll put you, you know, I'll put you on the guest list. So she's like, sure. So I'm like, oh, I said, I'm going to go. I got to go get some sleep. And uh, after that, I'll meet you here and I'll, I'll, I'll get you in the show. I'll even get you backstage. Fine. Okay. Long story short, we do the show. Uh, everything works out. After the show, I'm talking to her and I'm like, so you want to come back to my hotel room? She's like, yeah, sure. I bring her back to my hotel room. <laughs> so she tells me, um, 
we get to my hotel room. She says, listen, she says, uh, I'm a virgin. Oh my God. She had to be like, yes, she had to be like 20. I'm going to say off the top of my head, 25, 28, something like that. 25, let's say. And, uh, she goes, I'm a virgin. I'm like, okay, that's cool. You know, I won't, I won't try nothing. Was she she a Mormon? A Mormon? Not quite. Not, not down in, uh, in, in Chile. Okay. I had to ask. That's Um, all. Yeah. (laughs) So, all right. So here's the story. So she says to me, can I stay over? at the hotel room. I'm like, yeah. Cause I said, I got to go to bed anyway, because I got to get up early in the morning. We're flying out of Chile and going to, uh, I think we were either going to Mexico or Puerto Rico. And, um, so she said, yeah, I want to stay over. So I let her stay over. She goes, can I sleep in bed with you? And I'm like, all right, I'm thinking, okay, here's my opportunity. I'm going to get a virgin for the first time in my life. Oh, contraire. So she crawls in bed with me and, you know, she starts making out with me and she says to me, can you do me a favor? And I'm like thinking, yeah, you know, I'm thinking like, oh, she's going to ask me to bang her. Uh, she's going to ask me to like do her doggy style, whatever, you know, just all these stupid thoughts. Amazing. And she says to, and she says to me, I want you to whisper in my ear the lyrics from the Misfits song, Dig Up Her Bones. Oh, my God. <laughs> So she's like, she's got, obviously she's got the hots for Michael, Michael Graves. Uh, that face. she does. But she's in bed with me, fully naked. <laughs> and she's like, all right, whisper the words. Oh, my God. Song, Dig up your bones from the misfits to me. And I'm, so I'm doing it. I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm trying to get her in the mood thinking like, all right, I'm going to lead her to the next step and I'm going to break that cherry. But turns out all she wanted me to do was uh, whisper in her ear. Whisper sweet uh, nothing. Lyrics. So to speak, if you want to call Dig Up Her Bones lyrics, Sweet Nothings, but uh, quite frankly, I thought they were kind of silly. Um, and that's what she wanted, but nothing nothing really got anything past. So you thought you were going to bang that. this girl. You thought you were in, you were already naked with her, and this crazy broad's asking you to sing uh, lyrics to a song that were that was written by another another guy, basically. Another guy, right, right. <laughs> Good Lord. Yeah, that's exactly right. Wow. So you're there. Hilarious. Yeah. You're there thinking you're going to bang this broad. And uh, instead you're stuck with a fish, basically a dud. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, that's terrible. Oh man. That's terrible. And what happened, Mike? How'd you get out of the room? (laughs) That's a really good question. How did you get her out? You know, by this time the the clock is ticking, you know, it's getting later. I got to be up at like seven in the morning. So, cause we got to catch a flight and I'm telling her, listen, um, I got to go to sleep. You know, are you staying? Are we going to do it? What's the story? She's like, oh, I'll go. I'll go. I'm like, all right. Well, you know, if you want me to take your virginity, just ask. If not, then I got to go to sleep. I can't keep playing these games of singing, uh, you know, playing uh, pretend and, and, and not getting anything for it. Wow. So uh, that was how it ended. And she left. That sounds so sad. Do you think Mike, Michael Graves would have banged her? Personally, that's a good question, but I, I, I got to say no. I think she was, she I don't want to call her a tease. Well, I don't want to call her a tease, but at the same time, I think she was just infatuated with the whole idea. I mean, let's face it. I've been in a position where, you know, you'll meet fans and a lot of times they are infatuated. There's a lot with, of those. Yeah. Uh, that's right. And, and sometimes they just don't know where to take it or how far to take it. And well, she took it far with you, Mike. She sure did. She was Good fully Lord. nude in my bed, and and still nothing happened. And still nothing. That what a what a cock block, a cock tease however, rather. However, 
However, three nights before that, or was it four nights? Four nights before that, I did have a threesome with two beautiful South American women. My goodness, that story I've not heard. Is that one in the <laughs> book? Is that going to go on the book there? Yeah. 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 Wow. <laughs> All right. Well, now we got somewhere. That's always fun. Um, V's asking, ask Michael Graves to come on as a guest. You know, I actually, <laughs> you know, I actually have uh, ran into Michael Graves uh, over like five years ago now, and he was actually pretty yeah. nice. Yeah, well, you. I think you mentioned it to me. Do you, you do realize that him and I are at extreme odds with each other now? Well, of course, Mike, of course. But I thought that might have uh, died down a tiny bit. Are you telling me you've well, heard more things through the grapevine? Look, here, here, for 12 years, or 98, yeah, for 12 years, I tried constantly to meet with Michael, to talk with him, and to explain to him that, look, he was pissed at me for taking his position as the lead singer for the Misfits. He was fired from the Misfits. I'm, I'm sorry, I stand corrected. I stand corrected. He called in on the phone to the manager, Kennedy, Kenny, and he quit. That's the brother. I was, I was going to do the tour. I heard his voicemail on Kenny's answering machine. He said, if Mike, in quote, if Mike Hideous is going to sing for the Misfits, I quit, unquote. And he hung up the phone. So I heard him say that. So when I got out of the Misfits, and eventually after he quit the Misfits um, uh, back in 2000, I believe it was 2002, I tried my damnedest to reach him. And I said, you know, I sent him emails. I, I, I even spoke to him on the phone a couple of times. And, and we even played a couple shows together. In addition to that, he was stealing my musicians from Spy Society and Empire Hideous. I was going to say, yeah, I was going to say, lots of musicians uh, that have played for you, Mike, also have uh, been with uh, Michael Graves throughout the years, throughout the That's early right. 2000s. That's right. At least lots of them. One, two, three. But a lot. At least four different musicians that played for me played for him. Right. Uh, and they they were actually in my band. That's when, true. When, when he took them. All right. So anyway, all that aside, uh, I, I had seen him. I, I said to him, listen, you know, I don't have anything against you. And I understand how you felt, you know, them not, or I should say them hiring me and you're quitting. But it was, you know, look, I, I was looking out for myself. So I never had anything against Michael. Okay. That being said, from about 2003 or four, all the way up to 2000. 10, when we were, uh, I was doing that film, Living the American Nightmare, uh, I had tried contacting Michael, oh my goodness, it must have been 40 different times, myself and the director that was uh, working with me. And I kept asking, listen, Michael, we want to have you on this, in this film that I'm doing, will you, will you come on? Oh, yeah, 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 I'll do it, yeah, yeah. And then he would blow us off, and, and I would not hear from him again. That sounds typical. So this, right, and this went on and on and on and on. For like almost a year until I finally said, you know what? Fuck him. I, I really don't give a shit what he does. I still, I wasn't, I didn't have anything against him. I was just not going to waste my time trying to get him on the shit, on the, on the film. Then, then one night while he's doing a radio show with somebody else, he starts cutting me apart. Really? Oh, oh my God. And, he brought and you I, up. I get a, yeah, first I get a phone call from my guitar player, Jason Trioxin who calls me up on the phone. It's like, I don't know, like one o'clock in the morning. He's like, dude, 
you got to listen to this radio show right now with Michael, uh, Michael Graves. He's, he's tearing you apart. And I'm like, what? Why, why would he do that? You know, I didn't do anything to him. He was saying stuff like I didn't deserve to go on the tour, uh, that Peter Steele from Typo Negative wasn't my friend and he was more Michael's friend than me. Um, and that the Misfits were never wanted me in the band in the first place. I mean, just all this rubbish. All right. So then Jason hangs up the phone with me. Ten minutes later, I get a call from the guy who was doing the, the, the film with me, this guy, Paul. He calls me up and says, dude, Michael Graves is tearing you apart on this radio show right now. I'm going to call him up and tell him to go fuck off. I'm like, Paul, don't even bother. I, I said, when the film comes out, it's going gonna, it's gonna to prove you know, my word against his on who was right and who was wrong. And, uh, ever since then, I, 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 I am, I have absolutely nothing to do with Michael. I, I have, and it's sad because I never did anything to the guy, nothing. And this, I even offered him a position to be in my film and, and still he, he cut me apart and I'm very disappointed with him. Interesting. And V says Michael Graves had a gig scheduled at the Stanhope House in NJ, New Jersey, I'm sure. Uh, it was for tonight. That's what V says. Oh, really? Yeah, I, I guess. Apparently. Apparently he had a gig tonight. But as you know, with COVID-19, that's not possible. And of course, V also said something like, uh, I think this was, yeah, this was in reference to me. Do you not like guesting on other shows for you have limited uh, control on them? And no, again, no, has nothing to okay. do with control. Yeah, has absolutely nothing to do with control. Uh, most shows that I've been on uh, never really try to do anything as far as I know. So the answer is no. So you're definitely not a controlling person, you say, right? I mean, have I tried controlling you, Mike? Oh, never, never once. You've always been so liberal with me. Um, so no, I can't say you ever have been, no. Exactly. That's just not the kind of person I am, to to be honest. I know I'm controlling. I'm very controlling. You played in a band, so of course you're controlling. <laughs> you're a singer in a fucking band, so yeah, of course. Well, well put, well put. Um, yeah, I, I guess, you know, for, I, I've mellowed out a lot since my younger years, but um, I think having lived alone for as long as I have, I mean, I've been on my own since 1995. Uh, you know, ever since my wife and I, at the time, my wife, uh, you know, once we split up, yeah, I lived with a couple girls here and there, but, um, I have not, I don't, I think I'm used to living on my own and therefore I'm a bit controlling in that way. Like I, I need things put in their place and so on. So I understood. And yes, there's people in the chat saying, Victoria saying, you've controlled me several times. And Max says, I have controlled you in the bedroom, Vic. So yes, um, the, the listeners out there are uh, very rowdy, very, very horny right now. Wait a minute. Hold on a second. Who, wait, what was the V? Did you say Vic or V? Uh, that was Victoria this time. Oh, Victoria. Interesting. Um, you know, a cat lady named Victoria? Well, uh, one of my ex-girlfriends was Victoria, Vicky. Well, I don't think this is, this is not her, I promise. Okay, so it's somebody you know? Yeah. Oh, okay, good. Just a, oh, a long-time <laughs> listener. All right, good, good, good. Because I, I knew a girl who I dated after my ex-wife and I split up, and her name was Victoria. I was very much in love with her, and I was just wondering if that was her call, and then saying you were very controlling. <laughs> well, you might have liked her at one time, but try being quarantined next to her. A different story. <laughs> 
I could say there are some people that I would have liked to have been quarantined on, of the opposite sex. My last uh, involvement with the succubus, no, I would never have been involved, uh, wanted to be sequestered with her. Uh, the banshee. Fact, I wouldn't want to been. I w- yeah, I wouldn't want to be in the same room with her for more than 30 minutes. You know, Mike, that was that was something else. I have to be honest. As soon as I saw uh, the Facebook profile of said ex-girlfriend that we are discussing here, you know, I had a bad feeling about this one, Mike. I was even tempted to tell you, don't do it. Oh, 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 you mean, wait, who are we talking about? Who are we talking about? It was the one who was very, very liberal in sharing uh, things about the relationship out in public, Mike. On Facebook, there. right, right. So you thought one of these people was her uh, that was uh, writing in? No, not her. I was just bringing her up uh, as an example oh, okay. of of someone that you would never want to be quarantined with. That's right, and that's who I was talking about. Yeah, she's in, yeah, she was in, she was insane. Beyond, I didn't beyond. want to tell you though, Mike. I, I didn't want to tell you. Yeah, I know you're right, and you know what, Michael? Everybody was right. They all were right. They all were absolutely right in their assumptions, and I didn't listen. You know why I didn't listen? Because you were in love. Because you were in love, Mike. Exactly. I was too blind. I was being in love, and I hadn't been involved with a woman for uh, over a decade. My heart breaks, Mike. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate that, buddy. (laughs) Good times. Good times. And, uh, Mike, we are coming to a close here. Uh, almost at right two on. hours now. Nice. Can it you believe it? With the two of us, huh? Yeah, it usually does. You know, I had a great time talking to you, and we didn't even get to play uh, this clip here, but it would be taken out of a complete, uh, taken out of com- uh, context completely. Okay. Yeah, it was audio what, here. What was that? Uh, someone sent me an audio of uh, Clyde Lewis and uh, another gentleman by the name of Richard C. Hoagland, and uh, apparently they got into some. Uh, dark sort of a discussion here i have no idea who sent me this uh, audio clip here but i am tempted to play it but it would be completely random so i'm not gonna we'll, we'll leave it up for uh, tomorrow perhaps we'll we'll play that audio and i'll explain the story better okay yeah don't worry yeah, I, I had a blast i had a blast doing i doing the show with you just me and you but um it's all good man did you have fun absolutely i love it me too me too. So, Mike, go ahead and um, plug anything you'd like before we wrap it up here, as most people should be doing okay. during these uh, quarantine times. Wrap it up. You, your, your seed is is demonic now, thanks to COVID nineteen. <laughs> my, Michael, my seed has always been demonic. <laughs> your demon seed. <laughs> All right. So, uh, folks, uh, number one, thank you for listening. Uh, thanks so much for your support. Um, if you're interested in my music. Uh, and my musical efforts and releases, MikeHideous.com, M-Y-K-E-Hideous.com. Uh, and my uh, artwork and photographs is HorribleArtwork.com. Dot um, com. Last but not least, dot com. Um, last but not least, if you want to connect with me on Facebook, it's uh, Facebook.com slash. Dot com. Hideous. Hideous. Mike, M-Y-K-E. Now, just real quick, for any of you out there who uh, heard me talking about these new T-shirt designs, there's been a few complications. I'm still working on them, but I assure you they are coming out soon, and there's going to be a lot of them. Um, So uh, be patient. I got a bunch of cool uh, uh, new colorful designs coming out from both new and old designs. 
and uh, I hope you will check them out when they when they come out. I'll let you know. In the meantime, much uh, respect and uh, gratitude towards Michael Deacon. Thank you for having me as your co-host always. Thank you, buddy. And I had a great friggin' time tonight. Thank you, everyone. Very nice. And of course, you know, Mike, I have to do this to you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, Mike. Thank you, Lord Jesus. <laughs> Thank you, Lord Jesus. He received your healing. Yes. I can feel your healing from here. Now. Word up. Say it, I take it. I take it. I have it. I have it. It's mine. It's, it's mine. mine. I thank you and praise you for it. Yes. I praise and you for I it, And I forgive Mike. if I have aught against any. And I praise you that I'm well and whole. I'm going to tell uh, Ken Hoban to go out there for you, According to the word of God. Go talk to you out there. I'm healed. Yes. And I consider not. Because I think you need a bit of a little bit of Jesus there for you, Mike. I consider not symptoms in my body. Because Jesus has a place for you, Mike. But only that which God. I'm surprised you didn't play that for him. Only that what the Word has said. Well, Mike. And by His stripes I was healed, and by His stripes I am healed now. To be honest, Mike, trying to get healed. I was going to heal, and the devil's trying to give me the flu. Or whatever but else he, kind he, of thing he's trying. Limited yeah. time, though, Mike. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say probably because of the time. Healed right? and well. Yeah, we didn't have enough time. Sweet name, name of Jesus. Sweet Jesus, Mike. I, I wonder what his response would have been having heard that, if he would have agreed uh, as a science man. He might have. Man. He might have agreed and said, uh, hallelujah, amen. So you think he would have agreed that? A guy telling you to put your hands on the television set would have told, would have healed a person. You, you really think that? I think so. I think he would have said that's exactly uh, how you heal the virus. Uh, how sad is that? You need right? prayer and and positivity, Mike, and light and love and healing. Mm, right. Sure. That's why you need to go to Sedona, sure Mike. You, you need to go to Sedona, Arizona. Get yourself a cat lady out there, and life will be grand for you. <laughs> Well said. <laughs> Home of the cat lady, Sedona, Arizona. Yeah. Get your, get yeah. yourself one of those new agers, Mike. Life will be grand. Uh-huh. Just that simple. Whatever you say. Whatever you say, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, it's been an honor. Ah, uh, it's been a pleasure, pal. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Yep. Talk to you tomorrow. We will be here and the guest will also be here. They are uh, rather <laughs> excited to be here and I am excited for them. Mr. Daniel Duke, I believe, will be here, and that will be a tremendous show yet again. And I thank all of you out there once again for hanging out with me and Mike throughout these treacherous times in history. Even though these are historical times, they are still quite treacherous. Wouldn't you say, Mike? Uh, beyond beyond historic, uh, almost, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Infamous. Yeah. What a time. What a time. So, Mike, go ahead and plug your website before we uh, cut loose here, as they say in the biz. Uh, we did that already, Michael. <laughs> you plugged it already? Yeah, we did that. We're, how were you? <laughs> I want you to plug it again, though. Okay, MikeHideous.com and HorribleArtwork.com and uh, Hideous Mike on Facebook. Mike, uh, I want you to plug it one more time. I'm, I'm joking. Okay, so I, I'm joking, by the way. <laughs> I'm just messing with you. What are you getting old? Did you ever see in your moment for a second there? No, I had a seizure. Oh, seizure? I had a Joe uh, Biden I moment. Get the, I, I get the senior moments, by the way. No, I'm just, I'm just fucking with you. 
Of course. I'm just having fun with you, Mike. All right, buddy. We always got to have fun here. My bird just said hello. Oh, the oh. bird. Was that Sergeant? That was Sergeant. He says hi. I knew it was him. <laughs> I know everything, Mike. I know. Yeah, That's kind of uh, weird, right? You're a controlling guy. I'm a, yeah, I'm a controlling guy. That's right. That's what um, V in the chat room thinks. V. I'm mind controlling mm. him. She knows uh, maybe a little more than we do, huh? Maybe. My maybe. goodness. My goodness. <laughs> wink, wink, hint, hint. That's right. That's right. Well, Mike, again, it's been an honor and pleasure, and we will talk again very soon, my friend. All right, buddy. I'll talk to you tomorrow, okay? All right, buddy. Hang tight. Talk to you soon. Yep, you too. Good night. Ciao. And there he goes, boys and girls, the one and only Mr. Mike Hideous, revealing everything here with us tonight. And, of course, it's been a great time talking to all of you out there during these tremendous times that we are all experiencing right now together like a big, happy, dysfunctional family. And, of course, I will return tomorrow with Mr. Mike Hideous, and we will have a guest for you. And sometimes when things go south like this, the show must go on, and usually it does. So um, uh, I, I appreciate your, your patience truly. And, yes, thanks, everyone. Thank you to the mods out there. Getting rid of the scum, no doubt. And I hope all of you... The very best and stay safe and coronavirus free out there. And with that said, the world is a mysterious place and life itself is a mystery. Until next time, good night, everybody.